thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Question of the week from the Naked Scientists. Hello, welcome to Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists with me, Georgia Mills. This time we are going green to answer Mark's question. If we could genetically engineer cells to make our own energy, like plants do using chloroplasts, how much extra skin surface area would we need in order to function with similar energy levels as today's humans? Plants manage to get their energy from sunshine. Tiny factories in their cells called chloroplasts convert it through a process called photosynthesis. And these chloroplasts are what give plants their green colour. But say we gave ourselves a green makeover to use the same trick, how big would our skin need to be? Well, you guys have been busy crunching the numbers on the forum. RD suggests that in ballpark figures, you'd need about a third of a ballpark. And Board Chemist has reasoned you'd need roughly an oak tree's leaves worth of area. While on Twitter, people were dealing with the bigger questions. Diane is concerned we'd need big flat heads, and Parallel Fibres was imagining power-hungry humans looking like extremely flabby Sharpays. Well, here to shed some light on the answer is Christopher Mason, Associate Professor at Whale Cornell Medicine. Before I get into the calculations, we'll have to make some assumptions. The first being that human skin cells would be capable of making and supporting chloroplasts. We'd also have to assume that there isn't any immune reaction that rejects the chloroplasts and that melanin, the pigment that gives skin our color, doesn't interfere with chloroplast function. Melanins also protect our DNA from sun damage, creating effectively a wall between the sun and our DNA. If the chloroplasts were behind this wall, then little sunlight would get through and they wouldn't be able to make much energy. Ignoring these caveats then, how energy efficient would our new leafy skin be? Even if these edited humans and plants performed photosynthesis at the same levels, the process would still not be 100% efficient. No chemical reaction ever really is. Let's argue that we would only maybe convert maybe 75% of the sun's energy. But plants don't capture photons perfectly either. Current estimates are about 5% efficiency. This means that plants can only perform the already inefficient photosynthesis on 5% of the light they're exposed to. So we'll assume that our skin cells, our new skin cells, would act about the same. And also, on average, each human has about 1.7 square meters of skin, and only maybe half of it would be exposed to the sun, say, if you're laying on your stomach and kind of getting the rays that way. So on a good, sunny day, sunlight energy levels are about 300 watts per square meter, which is enough to power a normal light bulb for about three hours. So if you put all those figures together... It looks like we'd only be capable of collecting about 34 kilojoules of energy per hour. Or about 30% of the energy contained in a single square of chocolate. Which, as you'll know, not quite enough to keep you going. And you'd need 10 million joules per day to survive as a human. So if we wanted to function at our normal energy levels, we would need 290 hours of maximum sunlight to collect enough energy to just get through one day. However, 
if by some stretch of the imagination we could expand our skin 300 times to about the size of two tennis courts, we would only need to sit in the sun for about one hour. And if you live in the UK, sadly, even one hour of sunshine is asking a bit much. It's not easy being green. Thank you, Christopher Mason, for showing us the light. Next week, we're hanging Norm's question out to dry. If water, or H2O, is a solid, as ice, below zero degrees Celsius, a gas above 100 degrees Celsius, why then does my washing dry when the air temperature is below 100 degrees? What a great question. Do you have the answer? Get in touch and let us know. You can tweet us on at Naked Scientist or join the debate on our forum. That's nakedscientist.com slash forum. Until next time, goodbye. Thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.